let's get into the beginning of this. I think the opening, like the cold open before the before um it's a cold open. I don't have to explain that it's before the title. Wait, what's a cold open? It's everything that happens before the title of the movie. And here's ours. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of I Finally Watched. I'm Milan. And this is David. And today we finally watched A Star is Born. So apart from like the Oscar uh, nominations and the song uh, Shallow, that's the name of the song, right? Shallow? Yes. Okay. Uh, I knew nothing about this movie. I've never seen any of the past uh, renditions of it, the other three. I think that came out in the 30s, the 50s, the 70s, and now 2018 is this one. Um, but I kind of had no idea what was happening. I didn't know who the star was. I didn't know who was being born. Was it Gaga? Was it Cooper? Was it both of them? In a way, it is. It's both of them, isn't it? But It's her. Uh, it's her. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, uh, I went in this kind of blind, and I'm glad I did because it was like such an emotional roller coaster, and I just really liked it kind of like from start to finish i'm not even a big fan of music especially country music but um but yeah i felt like this was this was really good so i knew what happened to bradley cooper in the end i had that ruined for me i guess a little while back and i think that was actually probably helpful because i think it would have like gutted me oh it it gutted <laughs> It gutted me, even though I was like, it's so funny because we talked to, you know, like we called each other after we finished this and well, after I finished it, you were still watching it. But I was like, oh, man, I cried within the first 20 minutes. And then you mentioned you cried within the first 20 minutes when she got up on stage for the first time. And I was like, we were wondering, why is that such an emotional part? You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I like cried like a fucking baby. Um, when they first sing that song and, and I like, it doesn't even make any sense. And I, I even like wrote down, I was like, <laughs> why me cry? Why water come out of my ears? What, the, what is this? Salty discharge? Yeah, it's, <laughs> um, but no, no, I was like, it's kind of preposterous that they would, the first time they ever tried to sing this song together, that they would just fucking nail it in this way. But like at the same time, it just like, it worked right. And it worked on you and it worked on me. Um, and what I think is also about this movie is it's like so conventional, but it's just done so well, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's like, it's new. It's 2018. It has all the, the flares of a new movie, but it's like, it's just kind of this endless, um, um, not endless story. It's a, uh, a timeless story. Endless. It never fucking ends. It is a long movie, but not yeah. It actually didn't feel that long to me though. It's like two hours and fifteen minutes, but I was able to like I watched it like one and a half times just today, um, while working at the same time. So it it's like a very conventional story. It reminded me a lot of and I'm not saying it stole it from this because obviously this movie, you know, is it stole it from the other stars board. Very old. (laughs) Um 
Well, I don't know. We haven't watched that one, so maybe it changes slightly. But um, the movie Crazy Heart with Jeff Bridges, which he oh won, yeah, he won an Oscar for. Have you seen that? No, no. But I I've heard of it. I know kind of what it's about. I can see that. I mean, so Jackson Maine and and like the Jeff Bridges character are like very similar. Drug problem, older country, like hard rock, like you know rock slash country, but mostly country like artists. I guess Jeff Bridges was like completely country, probably. Was that? That actually uh, that explains a lot because I thought it was uh, Jeff Bridges in the Barbara Streisand one and not Chris Christopherson. So there you go. Sli- yeah, slightly different. Um, I think this one is a lot better of a movie overall. I think Jeff Bridges his his like Oscar is deserved. He did a great job in the movie, but. What's also interesting about this movie is like throughout throughout it, I was like, you know, this movie is kind of keeping it is it's playing it very safe throughout the entire movie. Like he never does anything like too awful for like the first hour, 45 minutes. And then you have the Grammy scene, which I did not watch either time I watched this movie. I fast forward it through because I could not handle it. But how did you? Oh, so, okay. So, first of all, I want to get at something out of the way. How exactly did you get the ending ruined for you? Someone was just like, Bradley Cooper dies in the end. Oh. So, I didn't know he killed himself. Oh. Um, so, at least that part of it was like a revelation. Surprise. That's what his suicide <laughs> note said. But, like, when, as soon as, like, the manager, who is, like, such a fucking cunt, yeah. like... Yeah, like we'll talk about that. We'll he's about. responsible for everything, and like you know, he's gonna bring her down, and like it almost ruined her career. And I was like, that's all bullshit. He's also like a terrible fucking manager. He is. He's a terrible manager. And what's worse about it is that she never realizes that he's the one who drove him there. I, I will say that the movie doesn't like at the end tell you that she's fired him, but she comes out. With her hair back to her natural color. Yeah. Wearing a very normal, elegant gown, singing in a very like normal way, which I know it's like, it's kind of like a funeral, but it's really just like, like a, a vigil. public concert, whatever. Vigil for him or something. But I think what that was the movie getting at that she's like, kind of put the manager and that type of stardom aside and is now going to do like more of what Jackson had in mind, which is also like kind of a, a thread in the movie that's like sort of explored, but not really. It's a weird thread because you could kind of say where Allie got herself to like the height of her popularity in the movie is how Lady Gaga herself got herself in, in the height of her popularity. But like, as you know, she's calmed down now. Um, kind of like the characters in the movie. I, and I think, you know, it, it's funny because when you hear Lady Gaga's like poker face and telephone and songs like that, it's kind of like what they were sh- like the, the type of songs that they were shitting on in the movie. A little bit, a little bit. I would say Gaga stuff is at least a little bit more elevated than like ass like that in them jeans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they wanted to pick something real dumb and they and they did a good job doing that. I love the scene where he's like, you're embarrassing. <laughs> She's like, I'm embarrassing. <laughs> he's like, yeah, you're ugly, too. Yeah. And I yeah, I want to get to that part because it's like it's interesting her. Her character arc, but it's not really an arc. 
know what I mean? No, she's, no. She's yeah. she is like almost just a foil for the Bradley Cooper character, but she does have her. She does have her. She's like a major part of the movie, but it's it is weird how like it doesn't focus on her arc of like you know becoming a superstar and then kind of giving into the like oh I'm gonna be. I mean, her manager wants to make her Britney Spears, right? Like platinum right. blonde. Yeah. dancing doing like a singer dancer yeah, whatever very sexual songs not like the kind of like the just like this very powerful voice and doing kind of like a more like classical kind of not classical music but just like a classical singer rather which than is, like a pop star which is which happens to like everyone right like it's just now you just like turn on the radio and it's just one meaningless song after another you know i'm accused of like not liking music but i just really just don't like fucking music that means nothing which i feel like is most of most of what's made nowadays yeah i guess i mean i don't want to really get into that discussion like there's good <laughs> music still made i no, think there's I'm good at, music still made i'm just saying the majority of it is so i'm at the age now though where like it's like yeah i never thought it'd get here where you just stop discovering new music where you're just like, I listen to podcasts so much now, and it's just like new music comes out, and I just don't listen to it. Even like bands that I used to like, I don't like, yeah. don't seek out them. It's it's a really weird like place. I think it's also affected by the fact that like I don't have like a Spotify account, and I don't like because everything's gone away from CDs and stuff. It's just like you should just stream everything now. Dude, um, I I'm like the biggest ACDC fan, and I just didn't realize they had two new albums that I never even heard of. I guess you're not that fucking big, huh? Because I'm not that big of an ACDC fan, though. No. Let's get into the beginning of this. I think the opening, like the cold open before the before, um, it's a cold open. I don't have to explain that it's before the title, um, <laughs> is really well done. And actually, with that part of it, I was like, Wait, what's Brad, a cold open? It's everything that happens before the title of the movie. And here's ours. But you know, I I think Bradley Cooper directing this. And this is like the first thing he's directed. And the, like you said, the way he opens it is is like, I, I don't want to sound like pretentious, but I'm like, did he get help? Because <laughs> this is really good. Yeah, I don't know. We'll find out with his next movie if he's just he's just that fucking good because, you know, this is his debut. It opens with this concert footage of him. And I got to say one like not surprising thing, but. Shallow, I guess, is clearly the best song of this movie, but there are so many other songs that I'm just like, I want to listen to that. Like that are just like the music throughout the rest of it is so good. His stuff, which leans a little more country, and then her stuff. You know, even ass like that is catchy, right? You know. <laughs> you know, I didn't know he could sing. Did he learn to sing for this or did he always know how to sing? So he had to learn to sing for this. And I read something that he like kind of took for granted. And it was like a lot harder than he realized. He's <laughs> like, oh, shit. Not just anyone can do this. Yeah. So um, but the so after his concert footage, though, her walking out of the of the I guess she works at a hotel is what it looks like or just like a very nice restaurant. I, I couldn't tell something like that. Um, her singing as she's, and I guess she's doing somewhere over the rainbow, which I didn't really catch, but I read, and it's kind of a nod to Judy Garland, who played this character before. Um, I think in the, probably the '54 version, and she's walking up that kind of alley slash tunnel, and alley. then a star is born. But but I like the way that the camera hangs back, and she just gets farther and farther away, and then the way the title comes up, I think is like 
really good. Well, I like how it's like you're introduced to one character, then you're immediately introduced to the other. And then, you know, like when you jump back, it's going to be a way for these two characters to intersect. Um, right. And how quickly they establish that he is a alcoholic, like a functioning alcoholic at this point in his life. Barely um, functioning. Barely functioning. <laughs> it gets worse. Um, but yeah, the the way they established that and he... And I didn't understand why he was like, oh, let's go to this gay bar or this this like drag queen bar. And I was like, oh, because he's probably thinking this is like the least place where people would recognize him. No, no, no. He just it's it. The whole the whole movie is based on a coincidence, right? He just told the guy to turn down a street and he saw a bar. And then he stops at it because then he goes to Ramon, her friend, and he's like, is this a drag bar? And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We do it on Friday. She's like, I thought I was hallucinating or something. (laughs) (laughs) um what i also what i also thought about the second time i watched this and i didn't think about it the first time is so he has a driver in the beginning yeah phil and then he doesn't really have that driver like through it just all of a sudden that driver's like not there anymore and it kind of makes you realize like the the subtle way in which the movie deals with like him declining as an artist to the point like later on where it's like he doesn't even get to sing at the grammys i didn't really think about that um but the way like we don't see Phil's face until he shows up at Allie's house being like, hey, um, Jackson sent me to pick you up. And then it's Greg Grunberg. I was just like, oh, shit, it's Greg. Mm-hmm. Is this a J.J. Abrams film? What? <laughs> I also think it's funny. So um, Anthony Ramos plays Ramon and Rafi Gavron plays Rez Gavron. Yeah, I don't know. We don't need to read the whole thing. I'm actually going to make a point about what I just said. Oh, so he plays Ramon. And um, do you think that character's gay? I I thought that character. No, he's not, because he was in like a hotel room with like two, Were those two women, girls. I guess you could hear the, the women giggling, <laughs> right, though. But he also has like he had like very kind of flamboyant manner. He's, he's, he's just a flamboyant feminine man straight man who also works at a like a drag bar right you could I, also I, be bisexual you have to open up your mind david and they don't show who is in that room i th- kind of thought it was like playing with the idea that he was like the gay best friend but not really you know what i mean it right. was it was just interesting to me like that character and also the fact that it's like he's responsible for ali's stardom so it's like he got to hang around with her in california and, and like everywhere else well, what's funny, too, is that he is the bartender at the gay bar, but he also works with Ali as a waiter. I mean, yeah, people got to work multiple jobs to. No, I, to I was just. I, <laughs> OK, OK. I Check was your just, privilege, Alon. All right. OK. Well, another thing that you brought up was that like the decline of of Jackson Maine having. Less fame, less money is that even at the height of her popularity, Allie never lost touch with her roots, right? She was always friends with Ramos, um, Ramon at the end. And, no, and yeah, all yeah. of her, all of her drag queen friends and her parent or her father with his like, uh, entourage of drivers there, there, she never kind of lost her way, which is what I thought the movie was going to be about was like, she gets to a certain point where she's like, 
you know, he's like, you've forgotten who you are. I know who I am sort of thing. But it never turned into that. Well, that's what I'm saying with like her, like kind of not having an arc. There's one scene in the bathtub that we'll get to where it kind of feels like she might lose her way a little bit, but like never really. And she's also like super patient with yeah jackson main the entire time and like his that, struggles i think that's what makes her likable even when she's like at her least likable is mm-hmm. is her patience and that he sticks she sticks with him and also it's like um like she does kind of lose her way right he calls her out on it about losing her way with her music and like oh you have such important things to say right because that's the whole thing and i think that's why yeah. we both cried at that moment is because i think it's just this person who would never get a chance in the world finally has a chance to to follow her dream you know yeah 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 and we'll get there more um so after the drag bar and i like so when i'm saying that ramon's kind of responsible for her stardom is like jackson is like clearly kind of smitten with Allie, and then ramon's like oh why don't you go back and meet her he's like oh no i can't do that and ramon kind of insists and like without that the you know you know, it's like a lot of happenstance to get this story started, which is like fine because it's like, you know, we could have seen the story of him going to like, th- you know, the 3000 other nights that he went to a bar and nothing cool happened. But this is the one we've watched. Um, <laughs> Isn't that then, every movie? No. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And then we go to the the cop bar and, um, you know, they they talk about her nose, which I was like, your nose isn't isn't big. That's like just a normal. I wonder if that's an actual Okay, two things. I kind of wonder if that's a line from the Barbara Streisand one. And then... <laughs> I don't know. And don't then know. I wonder if that actually happened to Lady Gaga when she when she was starting out. I, I do... I think I remember when she like first came out, she didn't show her face that much. She was like Sia. Uh, like, less than that. But yeah, she like mostly like always wore like mask glasses things like that that's like i remember and then like she eventually just was like fuck it like this is who i am which is you know i i do like too there's a couple other lines in the scene before she punches a cop where um she says you know i'm here with jackson maine he's like it's funny that when you get famous people start saying your full name like that um and then she she punches the cop and i was like he's being annoying but i don't really get it and then i guess it, i read somewhere and i didn't even hear this and i had the fucking subtitles on but I guess the cop calls her a little whore for touching his arm, like, you know, telling him to kind of to back up, I guess. Um, oh, okay. You know what? I saw that in the subtitles, but I didn't see who that was coming from. And there was just no consequences because I guess all the other cops were like, oh, yeah, fuck that guy anyway. <laughs> <laughs> He's even hated on his own force. Yeah. Um, no, it's just, and I love the grocery store scene. And it's like that lighting, like that grocery store lighting is the most um unflattering lighting right. ever but somehow it's still it, it made them look real good in it um but then outside the grocery store is kind of where we start really kind of getting towards the plot i guess you could say a little bit i mean so the clerk inside the grocery store and this is another thread that i thought was going to be something where she gets mad at the cop for just like wanting a picture and kind of being an asshole and then the store clerk takes a photo of him and she's, she's like, sorry, I had to. And he's like, it's not a big deal. And then Allie's like, it is a big deal. And then she's like, just how can you deal with that? Right. And, she, and then he says, he says, careful, she'll punch you. <laughs> yeah. But, but it like, it never becomes a part of the movie where she's just like, oh, I can't stand the fame. It's just like, she loves it. 
like all of it it all works out for her like fame well, is that's great. kind of her arc right is she's not understanding the fame she's not understanding him and where he's coming from and then when it's bestowed upon her she kind of gets it and she's like oh okay you love this i love this um when they go outside you know he he talks about how he's from arizona his dad moved there um not and he says he knocked up a pecan farmer's daughter right when she was 18 and she pecan. got it she yeah, pecan pecan however you want to say it and she died in childbirth and his mom was 18 when she had him and then later on in the movie he says my dad was 63 when i was born <laughs> yeah yeah what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> it's not good i think i think uh sam elliott says it best when it's like how could you idolize that piece of shit yeah, yeah. well and then because think about it because because then i didn't even know when we saw sam elliott that was his brother right it didn't it didn't occur to me until way later in the movie but he kept saying to her like oh my brother's an old man my brother's so much older than me i was like who's his fucking brother but if his dad was 66 when he was born right right then that means and sam elliott has to be like probably fuck dude i don't know sam elliott's in his 70s he was 72 when the movie was made. Okay. So if that's true, then this dude, his dad, had like a whole different family before knocking up the farmer's daughter. Well, yeah. So there's 31 year age difference between Bradley Cooper and Sam Elliott. So, I mean, it almost feels like, I guess they probably had the story beforehand, but it's it's weird to make that a plot point and it just to be such like an un unkind of talked about point of it but then you have like kind of the perfect age difference for the actors you know what i mean um it's just an interesting interesting part of this that's true and and i was so confused because we later find out when he's touring when he's going on his tour in arizona he goes to his father's farm and he finds that it's gone or it's sold right and he goes up and he punches sam elliott in the face and i go why did he just punch his manager in the face i don't get it like why was it his responsibility to keep the farm i don't understand and then that's when i was like oh shit that's his brother i get it now well the other thing too is i didn't realize if they like his name his brother's name is bobby and he says bobby a lot and it took like two watches for me to like put that together because i'm sure yeah yeah um there is also this line and like from bradley cooper where he says you know many people are talented but you got to have something to say and that's like a through line from his character throughout the movie he keeps saying it to her he tells the brother like you didn't have anything to fucking say that's why i became famous and you didn't um and it's just like an interesting like dad wasn't 66 when he made you (laughs) right um and then the parking lot scene is where we get the song for the first time. And she just kind of, she does, you know, some of the lines. Then she's like, oh, I have a chorus that would go great with it. And just kind of brings it all together. Um, and his just reaction, like, holy shit. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, he kind of already knew how special she was. But just the idea that she could write that song and say something. And it's, he sort of brought that out of her. Because he had said earlier at the bar, like, you know, you have to have something to say. And you like, you need to do original songs. The fact that you can do this, like, this French song. It's great, but you need to be able to do your own stuff. And she was like scared. And so that he was able to bring this out of her so quickly. The first time I watched this, I was like, I wasn't paying enough attention to realize like how their love story was going. Cause I guess I like, I knew it would be that, but I didn't realize it would be like, 
I thought it would be like a romance, but not like an actual love story where these two like fell for each other and stayed that way until, you know, he passes. Um, but when you watch it again, I was like, I do get it, right? Like how like how supportive he is from the get go and how he just kind of wants to lift her up and wants like the best for her and how like how appreciative she is of that. Like it, it made more sense. I was actually surprised the movie never got to a place where it was like, oh, she's a gold digger. She's rise, you know, riding his tailcoats to fame or like, oh, he struck gold when he when he found her and he's been like using her to write his songs. Like I thought there was some sort of power dynamic that it was going to like bring up, but it, it just it never did. It's just not that type of movie. And I was just looking for some something that wasn't there. Yeah. So the the next part of this is when she goes back home for just like a little bit for for what seems like no reason. And um, Andrew Dice Clay, the comedian, is playing her dad. And I was like, that's kind of a, a choice. And then when you think about it, you know, that character in a in another movie is normally given like a bigger role, has some scenes where he's like, she's like, you know, you never believed in me or whatever. But he's not given a whole lot to do. He has like a couple tiny, tiny scenes. It's interesting you say that because he's like, oh, why don't you date him or some something like that? And she's like, oh, he's an alcoholic. You would know that or you would know something about that, wouldn't you? And it, and and this is another thread of the movie that I thought was going in the direction towards is that he like Bradley Cooper turns her into an alcoholic and a drug addict. But that never happens either. Well, or at least like there's some there's some scene where they address this, like the father and the daughter have like a heart to heart. There is a little bit at the end after he get when he goes to rehab and she's like, you know, this is my fault. But I just didn't understand what he meant by that. Like, this, why is this your fault? Because she became famous, like completely without you. She met him. I guess you said, oh, why don't you go out with him? But like, I don't know that he didn't really have anything to do with it. So, um. And then we also find out about his hearing problems, and um, then we we get to the scene where he sends his driver, and basically the driver's like, I'm not allowed to leave, so I'm just going to be here. <laughs> and I love when she goes to work, yeah. and um, the guy is like, you're late. She's like, I'm what? And then uh, Ramon is like, so he, so he sent the driver to follow you here? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, you mean from your house to your work? She's like, yeah. And then she's like, oh, fuck it, I quit. And and it just sets up like, OK, why the driver is like right there ready for her to quit and like, like just go. And then the whole private jet scene and the backstage passes and everything like that is awesome. No, it is. Yeah, it's really good. And the fact that Ramon was just like, yep, I'm coming to like no questions. So like, I'll just I'm, I'm getting on this flight. And, and I love like how she's like. Yeah, well, she's like, I'm never coming back. And then Ramon is like, I'll be back, Roger. Like, I'll, like <laughs> yeah. don't fire me. I still need, I still might need this job. Um, so she gets on a, in a car to a plane, flown immediately to this concert. Um, and they, you know, he sings a bunch of his songs, which are really good. And then they sing Shallow, which made both of us cry. And it was like, this was like the big moment of the movie, them singing that song together. They don't do it again. Um, right. At right. least that we hear, we see some montages right after this. So then, after the concert, they like are about to get really hot and heavy. And I like how she's like, "I need a minute." And then she starts wiping her pants, and she just sticks it down her pants to like clean up. And she comes out, and he's just like completely passed out. And I expected 
because Sam Elliott is there. I expected him to kind of run her off, you know, because that's another trope in these movies of like, yeah, you don't want to yeah. deal with this. You're not needed. Da, da, da. But he's like, he's like, hey, this is just this is the reality of what this is. And he's also like, I've never seen him better than when you're here and like kind of smiles at her. And I was like, that's just like such a nice change of pace to these movies where you have like the jealous manager who's like, you know, I want you out of here. Um, yeah, I appreciated Didn't- that. I didn't get that it was his brother at this point. So, yeah, I thought it was just this very, like, very uh, caring manager type type yeah. of guy. And then he sends her back. They bang the next day. He sends her back home, but then immediately comes to her house and is like, I want you to just come on tour with me. And it's like, why did we need her to go home? That, it almost so you feels could like- have the scene. So you could have, like, Lady Gaga in, like, the the really... What, loose um in the short shorts short shorts and laying on her bed and then he creepily just walks into her room and like puts his hand on her face and she's yeah, like what about you... what about my dad he's like he let me in <laughs> <laughs> um, we, yeah exactly we needed that scene so they ride a bike all the way to arizona you already talked about like seeing kind of they go to his dad's ranch and he's like talking about it all happily and then he gets mad at his brother punches him and he's like He's like, what did you expect? I'm babysitting you all over the world. I also was supposed to take care of that. And he's like, you know, you idolized him for no reason. He's like, the reason you're an alcoholic is because of him. And then this is why. And then he says, uh, the, you know, the line about him stealing his voice. So there's two lines that, that are called back li- later on in the movie. One is um, you, you were dad's drinking buddy. That, oh, yeah. that was specifically said. And then the other one was stealing my voice. And he's like, you didn't have anything to say, blah, 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 blah. But then I was like, Bradley Cooper does not sound like this. And he does sound exactly like Sam Elliott. So he when Sam Elliott signed on to this, Bradley Cooper was like, hey, I am like going to be affecting your voice for this movie just to like let you know. So it seems like that was almost kind of either that was like planned or like added in after the fact. But I like that part of it. Um, And then. He's just like, yep, I fucking quit. I can't deal with this anymore. I'm out. Um, and then we get like a montage of them performing. And uh, she like wrote this new song about Arizona. The song about Arizona that she performs is also like a, a fucking banger. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Um, and then this record manager comes up who is like. I guess you fuck- could say he, he's the villain. Real fucking evil, this guy. Just a really bad person. Not great at his job. Like, like you think, oh, he's he is good at his job because look at how good she did. But it's like it's Lady Gaga <laughs> with that nose, and she just made it. You know what I mean? Like, oh my god. Okay, but you know the thing is too is we see him prior to that moment when he like offers her to sign. We see him like right outside the tour bus as they walk on it the first time they sing together and they share this look. And I don't know if it's makeup and hair or costume or just the camera angle, but like one look at the guy and you're like, you know, he's going to be trouble somewhere in the movie. And he is. And he He is. is. Why do you think they used his real last name? I don't it doesn't even I don't know. I looked him up. I was like, oh, wouldn't it be kind of funny if he was a producer himself who just (laughs) just kind of came onto this? But he's not. He's an actor. And I don't know why they use the same last name. I mean, Ramos to Ramon. And then isn't isn't Lady Gaga's real name Allie? Uh, No, it's Stephanie. 
Oh, well. I was wrong. <laughs> I was close. wrong. No, fucking close. Not really. Um, and then this next part. So she, she like tells him about the manager, and he's kind of stumbling and drunk, and he like throws cake in her face, and she's like, "You jealous fuck." And then the next day, he like invites her to Memphis, and you think like this is gonna be the plot where he's jealous about her getting a manager and her becoming a bigger star, and he's but never, it's not. He's never jealous. No, and he actually next- he actually takes her to go to the studio with the manager and like helps her in the booth and like helps everything about that. Yeah, yeah, which is funny because when he says, "Hey, do you mind if I help?" and the guy's like, "Yeah, please," you know, he his line is like. Yeah, sure, go for it or something. It's something like along the lines of like, she fucking sucks. So yeah, yeah do I don't, something. I don't know. Yeah, or like, yeah, try, but you're not going to be able to. You know, I don't believe that you'll be able to help or whatever. And she does, obviously. Um, but the next scene where he like invites her to Memphis and she says she can't come because she's got to stay here for her thing. You think he'd be upset, but he's like, <laughs> this is probably the most memeable lines from the movie where he's like, "Listen to what you just said. That's the stuff right there." Hey. <laughs> Take it in. Take it in right now. <laughs> this this movie, apart from like the, the shallow song and where he rolls down his window and says, I just want to have one more go- one more look at you. Um, there are so many other parts of this movie that are memeable. Um, like but not in a bad way, not in the sense that this is a bad movie and you can right, make right. fun of it all throughout. But it's just these these out of context moments <laughs> where where it's just memeable it's just very funny and uh and that that's definitely one of them um another one is the grammy thing you know and it's like you could just take any of them any of like the the jackson main drunk scenes and you could take them out of context and they'd be kind of funny no it's actually it's a serious illness salon so you shouldn't talk about it um so he gets coked up for his memphis gig and he doesn't come back to ali's thing and in the meantime she's like starting to be a more pop star and she has backup dancers, but she doesn't use them. And the manager gets mad at her. And um, he's like, also we have to change your hair. And um, I just like, I, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but he's like a perfect example of like, it's the same thing in like movies where you have these executives who are just like, yeah, oh, this is, this is what we need to do. We do this, we do this and we do this. And it's like, what you just did is you were like, Oh, Britney Spears, Jessica Simpson, Christina Aguilera, they were successful and they were blonde and they danced and they showed their skin. So that's that's what we have to do with you. We need to make you platinum. We need to have you dance. I mean, it's just like you, you're not you have no skill. You have no talent. You're like, this has worked before. So this is what we're going to do because right. I don't know any other way to make you successful. And it's just like it's funny, like. How like subtly the movie shits on those people. No, 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 a hundred percent. And first of all, I know alcoholism is an illness. Okay, I was just and, fucking with you. I think everyone knows fucking with you. And <laughs> and actually, apart from like like maybe there's some scenes that are just really like crazy and hyped up for the movie, you know, for movie's sake. But I, I feel like the way they portray this illness, um, or the way Bradley Cooper portrays it, is like some of the best I've seen it being portrayed in film like realistically um i thought they did a really good job i guess i could just give all the credit to him since he acted and directed it but he did a very good job uh portraying a a working functioning alcoholic who becomes a non-functioning alcoholic um 
One thing I'll say is that the one distracting thing I noticed, and I like I explained this afterwards. So I was like, he just always looks dirty and sweaty. Yes, <laughs> but he had to get a spray tan for the role, like he was supposed to be tanner every time. Which I guess. So, his mom was a Native American. I don't think it's said, but is I'm that what sure. we're supposed to believe? Because at one point he said like he was like pecans, and he says Navajo and this and that, and. The fact that he has to be spray tanned to have a darker skin pigment, the fact that his 63-year-old father was able to sleep with like an 18-year-old and able to get away with it, I think the movie is like trying to say that that is like part of his thing, is that like his mom was a native indigenous now, is that the proper term? But mm-hmm. just I think that mm-hmm. is what the movie A real is. American is what we prefer. Not, not we as an we? island. <laughs> no, not, not, not that I, I, I already took a uh, ancestry uh, test. I am, not, I am, not I'm it. not, I'm not a real American. Um, I'm British. Anyway, <laughs> so the next we get is the Chappelle scene and he, he noodles, a, noodles. So his name is noodles because he's a drummer. And apparently there are scenes where he drummed and they got cut from the movie and I just imagine if Chappelle like had to put in effort to learn how to drum, and then they cut those scenes like you motherfuckers. <laughs> um, before before we get down the Chappelle line, which is which is followed by some really great scenes, the fact that Bradley Cooper like like going back to him spray tanning himself and and stuff like that, um, with Lady Gaga having to do like the whole you know she ends up being a redhead, right? She 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 it's I guess like that's more orange orange i guess that's their compromise is she didn't want to go platinum but he also didn't want to keep her real hair color so redhead it is um but i have to say like the epitome of the whole uh her not being herself or her totally losing what she has to say in her music is peaked at the snl scene and i just find the snl scene almost as cringe as the grammy scene just no scene hasn't happened yet I know I just since we were talking about her kind of losing herself and the manager putting all this on her, I feel like all that comes to the SNL scene where it's the worst song lyrically that she does throughout the whole movie. It's the worst dressed that she is. And it's just like, I don't know, like and that kind of says something about like when artists get to like the SNL stage. Do you feel like that happened kind of quick too? Like we're at, at the beginning of the movie and she's a nobody. And the next thing you know, she's like SNL Alec Baldwin. So uh, Cooper said that he like specifically didn't want to have a montage of showing how famous she's getting. So he kind of does different things. One, she has like this huge billboard in LA outside of their like apartment right. that they're staying at or whatever. And then she finds out she gets SNL and the SNL, her getting SNL and then obviously winning best new artist. Like, or you find out she got nominated for that pretty soon after, like those two things are supposed to let you realize like how big she's become without just having a, like, you know, flashing screens of like, you've sold this many, you've sold this, you sold this. Like, so, I mean, I think the movie's trying to be subtle with it instead of just like the conventional, like she's huge now. I guess I'm just not kind of used to that at that point. I think Bohemian Rhapsody did that. And I think Elvis did the opposite of that, where you did see a montage of how big he was getting. Um, but I don't, I don't know. There's something about a montage, like a well done, well placed montage really kind of lets you know 
Uh, well, they had um, a singing montage when she was performing with him. That was a good one. I like that, too, because when Jackson Maine starts out at the beginning of this movie, he has this huge crowd. I mean, it's like a festival sized crowd. Right. Yeah. And then you only you assume that it's they they all come only for him because there's no one else on the on the marquee. Right. But yeah. then when you first see her sing solo, it's like a pretty small get. It's like a House of Blues type of venue, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, his is definitely like a, um, it's definitely a festival, you can tell. You think so? Yeah, well, it actually was shot at a festival, so I know it was. And so it was one of hers was shot at Coachella when she headlined it. Because um, it always interests me, like, how they get shots like that. Like the um, the Roadhouse remake with Jake Gyllenhaal, they just shot at a UFC event beforehand. Well, I, I do wonder sometimes how much of it is CGI and then how much of it is actual people, you know? Well, and for this one, they purposely like they had um, Bradley Cooper played at a few venues um, like they would squeeze him in for little sets to film here and there. And then, you know, Lady Gaga performed at Coachella. So then she was able to use that to like do some of it. So what she get? She get on the stage and she's like, hey, guys, this is for my new movie. Can you guys just like cheer for me? (laughs) They sold they sold tickets to it to come early to see it. But then. They also didn't blare the music out because they didn't want the songs to get um, to get kind of leaked early. So, okay. so you just got to watch it. But yeah, I don't know. It's pretty interesting. And to also think that she got into her full Lady Gaga outfits, like, but also like has like the just like her natural look, too, for this part of it. It's interesting, like going back and forth with that, like how she was able to do that so quickly when she a lot of wigs when she's in her Lady Gaga, like full extravagant outfit. And they're like, it's Lady Gaga. Woo. And then she like goes away and has to film for like a stars born. It's like, it's Stephanie. And then in the crowd, everyone's like, who, who, the, who the fuck is that? Who the fuck is Stephanie? Yeah, that's a real name. Um, let's get back to Chappelle. I think he's pretty great in this tiny little part. Um, the scene right when she shows up though and she's like really mad at him and she's like i'm not gonna look for you anymore i thought was like gonna lead us down a road where eventually they break up and once again does not (laughs) there's a lot of thinking and 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 roads that don't go anywhere and it's not like they don't go anywhere it's just that they pivot in a direction where it's not usual for a film like this to pivot and it's it's interesting, right? It's 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 refreshing because you think, oh, this is the decline of the relationship, but their relationship only declines after he dies. Yeah. The also right after like in this same scene, he like gets a guitar string and proposes to her and I was like it feels like she's being forced into this a little bit. Like she's just it's all happening so quickly. They're like, "Oh, let's go. Let's go to this. We'll go to this place." And he's like, it's got a magical quality. And she's like, yeah, fuck it, whatever, let's do it. Um, I gotta say, Eddie Griffin as the pastor was a really <laughs> nice surprise because I already knew Chappelle was in this, but then him as Eddie, as like their cousins um, was like, I really enjoyed that. I haven't seen did, him in something for like did, forever. Did you hear the line where Eddie goes, um, I can't believe he did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, that's just, all of that's really good. And then we get to the billboard scene and her hair is orange and she's kind of going through like an imposter syndrome thing where she's like, I have to put out a whole album. I don't know. And 
they're supposed to be leaving and Jack, you know, Jack has just asked the manager about the hair and he's like, makes fun of him about the socks, but he's like, they're running late. And he's like, I need to take you outside. I need to talk to you for a second. And you think he's going to like, yeah, what the fuck is up with your hair? Yeah. What the fuck is this billboard? This isn't you. Like you're, you know, what are you doing? He's and too he, encouraging. I hate. <laughs> he's, too nice. he's he's not toxic enough, David. Well, and then he even starts. He's like, if I don't say this, I'm gonna regret it. And he's like, dig deep in your fucking soul, or you won't have legs. And I was like, I don't. Yeah, what is he saying? I don't get it. And she like turns around and kisses him. I was like, oh, okay. But he's like, people are listening to you right now, and you know, don't apologize or ask why they're listening. Just like do it. You know, tell them what they what you want to say because they're gonna hear you. What then, what does go down a road that kind of we were seeing um, seeing in the distance is that he does all this positive stuff and he tells her to you know speak your true voice blah 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 and so he does this is before the SNL thing so when you get to the SNL thing and then after that he kind of walks away as she's performing and the whole dialogue between him and Sam Elliott happens again. When he when Sam Elliott says I'm on tour with Willie, does he mean Willie Nelson? Yeah, because Willie Nelson's son helped Bradley Cooper like learn how to play guitar and get ready for the role. Okay, okay. And actually, he went he like some of Bradley Cooper's footage was filmed at like Willie Nelson concerts or like festivals where he like played right before Willie Nelson. So, um, oh, that's cool. So, so uh, you get to the point, and this is leading to the bathtub scene where, where I think is just such a weird movie because you're thinking oh their relationship is in trouble and then right after the bathtub scene they're like i'm so sorry and he's like oh you're always forgiven and everything well, like the that opposite of that he says he says he's sorry and he's like i i, I did want to say there was one line i wanted to say that i think is really good in this um you know he gives her that whole thing about you know people are listening don't apologize to that. and then he says because how you say it is the stuff of angels yeah and it's like, that's like a really powerful line to her, just like how much he believes in her. And then like later on, Bobby is like talking about how like music is just what it's like 12 notes played between eight octaves. And he's like, but the he always said, Bobby, the way she sees it is just like, it's better than anyone. You know, it's it's perfect. Um, so it's just like his unshakable belief in like how good she is. is yeah, like, it really comes out in that part. He is disappointed in her because when he does hear the uh, the your ass looks good in these jeans line, um, it, it gets him to start drinking again. <laughs> he he hadn't drank since Memphis, since Chappelle, oh, and is he's that what like, happened? yeah, he like he hears her sing it and he immediately walks over to get a drink. There's this moment way earlier in the movie where he's drinking a bunch before getting back on stage for like an encore or that sort of thing. It's when it's when he's bringing her up on stage a bunch of times in the beginning and mm-hmm. the beginning of her career. Um, she gets nervous because she has to play this original song, I think. Right. This like new song that she it's wrote the in Arizona the, one. the Arizona one. Right. And she takes a big shot of vodka like a double shot of vodka and i thought okay this is the part of the movie where she's going to become an alcoholic like him right like that's and he's it's going to open his eyes and or maybe they both die i don't know but it did did not turn out that way all right so we get to the bathtub scene well yeah and you know so at snl he asks you know we talked about that part but he asks his brother to come back and his brother's like honestly it's easier without you but then later on, his brother's like, yeah, you were supposed to perform at the Grammys and sing, but now they just want you to play guitar. And he's like, I didn't deliver for you. And I was like, 
I didn't know you came back as his manager. I didn't realize, like, I don't know what happened there. Um, But the bathroom scene is like, he comes up to her and she's like, Oh, you're finally awake. And he's like, I heard you got nominated for three Grammys. And he's like, she's like, how did you hear that? Cause you know, you're always fucking drunk. Um, And it's just like a fight about like his drinking and then like the type of music she's doing. And this is the scene where I'd say that she's like at her, he calls her ugly and she is kind of ugly to him. Right. Mm -hmm. She's taking low blows. She's like getting very defensive about her music and the points he's making, they are accurate, right? Like she's not, she's doing, she, (laughs) such an (laughs) idiot. She's not doing the type of music that she started out doing. She's doing like, he's like, you're doing this to get other people's, love and affection and attention and he's like you know maybe i just didn't give you enough well he says i failed you you know right and it's like the way he goes about it because he's a drunk is like not great um but he's sort of like held this in this whole time of where like you know what the fuck are you doing with dancers what are you doing with this this isn't you of course there was a more eloquent to say that besides like (laughs) you know what you're ugly well, he says you're ugly because she makes fun of his dad. And he's like, my dad had more talent in his finger, you know, than you did. Than you that's- do in your whole body. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. And he's like, that's and, over the line. And and he she was like, she was like, oh, do you want me to be your do you want me to be your daddy? Do you want me to be your drinking buddy? And that's when he was like, that's that's low. That's low. And you're ugly. And obviously Lady Gaga's not ugly, but it's it's like her personality has turned sour to him. And then you see Lady Gaga fully nude. In a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, you get like it's a hint of nip, right? Oh, you get everything if you pause right at the right <laughs> moment. <laughs> Just fucking Google it a lot. You'll need to pause. Um, but he, what's funny is like he leaves, he goes to a concert, and then he's just like for like ten seconds, and then the next it cuts to him back at like her dancing. He's like, "I'm sorry," and she's like, "You really hurt me," and he's like, "Yeah, I know." And then she's like, "Okay, I love you," and like hugs yeah. him. Yeah, And then he's like, I want to, you know, and she's like, you haven't been drinking, I can tell. But then she like doesn't seem to want him to stay and watch her dancing because she's like, maybe she's almost like embarrassed about it. But she's like, I, I don't want you here. the way I took it, yeah. Or she's just like, I know you don't like this. So I don't want you to see it because I don't want to have these arguments. She's like both, very. Both. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, and we already talked about him getting replaced. And then we're at the night of the Grammys. And I like the, you know, he comes out and she's like, what's wrong? You, you know, have that look on your face. And he does the thing where he wipes his hand over and he's like, what look? And it's like gone. And he's like smiling. But you can tell like he's not he's not happy. And- yeah. And he he seems fine. And then she's like, well, why don't we get a ride to the Grammys? And he's like, I'll meet you there. And, you well, know, no, he has to, he has to go early for his performance, which might be a lie because he wants to drink and well, he like pulls out it leads drugs. to that. It leads to that, doesn't it? And when did he get on Coke? Was it Coke or I, I like I like the the adjacent shots where he's like doing Coke or he's snorting some sort of pills and then he's doing a concert for the pharmacy. Well, yeah, that so that that Memphis one was way earlier. That's like before the Chappelle scene where he like falls uh, you know, falls into the grass. <laughs> we didn't talk about the one line where he's like, I'm all, I almost didn't pick you up. It looks so comfortable there. Um, I, well, speaking of Chappelle's line where he goes and, and I mean, it's Chappelle. So, of course, the comic delivery is like spot on. Right. But uh, he goes so, something about his own um, alcoholism. Well, no, he's like, I didn't know how much I love my life until I saw you again. <laughs> yes, exactly. I don't know how much I love my life until I saw you lying in the grass. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so then we get to the performance uh, at the Grammys. He like really kills it on the guitar, which just kind of shows like how talented he is, like as a as a player. Oh, how much how much did you cringe when she cringed when he dropped the pick? And he like almost fell over trying to pick it up. And, and she then, knew. She knew. Yeah. And then he's like playing, right? And like he kind of holds it a little too long. And the guy It's who's Pretty singing, Woman. Do you know why it's Pretty Woman? It was a Roy Orbison tribute, is what they said. Like it okay. was a very short line earlier. And so like, okay. I guess the guy that they had singing it kind of sounded more like that. That there's a moment in that song where it's just the vocals in the beginning kind of setting up the chorus, and yep. then he comes in with the strong guitar. And the way he just holds that one note and it like brings all the attention to him, you're like, Oh god, dude, stop it, stop it. And then he doesn't do it, right? And you're like, Oh, okay, like we're not gonna, you know, it's it'll be fine. And then she it, wins. It gets so much worse. And she like kind of walks up with him, she's like, just sit here, and he's like right off stage he's just talking to himself he's like should i i should go up there I, so, I should go so up there you know what's so interesting is that the way they mess with the sound for this one is that we as the audience could hear him as if he was like directly in our left ear right. but no one including her probably couldn't even hear him because you know of all the um uh cheering and 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 stuff right on a on a huge stage but because we could hear him like right there it was so much worse for us I feel like, you know, and as soon as he started walking up, I just hit 15 seconds forward. No, that's when you did it. When he started walking up. So you did you know he pissed his pants? <laughs> I think I did. Yeah. He, and then he <laughs> fell over. And then the, the dad and one of the drivers takes him back and the dad's about to like hit him. And the other guy's like, could you back the fuck off? Like, what are you doing? Like this guy's. This is like Andrew Dice Clay's like one thing is like, I'm going to beat this motherfucker up. <laughs> Um, I can't believe you chickened out on that part, but yeah, he pees himself and then he like th- is thrown in the shower and, and yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I gathered what happened. I just, I couldn't watch, I couldn't watch him standing up there. It just was like, it was too awkward for me. I like how he looks at, you miss this part probably, but he looks back where she's blown up on the big screen and he goes, Oh look, you're up there. And she goes, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> like, like, please stop. You know what this re- reminded me of too, is that like, Everyone who is an alcoholic yeah, and who has had to go to rehab has had this moment, but he it's, had it's your lowest, it's your rock bottom, but he had it in the most public way, which makes it so much worse. Right. I mean, not for the individual. I assume like if, if no, no, your if rock bottom indi- is your own rock bottom, it's your rock bottom, but not everyone knows about everyone else's rock bottom, but everyone knows about this this moment would have gone viral everyone would have seen it yeah and i'm actually shocked that there wasn't more repercussions to this but it was kind of yeah i mean didn't slap anybody so it was like two (laughs) so we next get to rehab which is a very truncated part of this movie you know what i mean it that whole thing lasts like three minutes maybe like five minutes but he like he goes to rehab he goes to a meeting without his book and he's late but then, like the next scene, it seems like he's he's doing a lot better at rehab, and the guy's like, he has this conversation with this guy who, like, yeah. the guy that's running it, and he's like, yeah, yeah I tried to kill myself, and um, he must have tried to kill himself at eleven or twelve years old, maybe younger, because his I dad actually, was his dad was still alive. You say that, but I actually thought that his whole backstory about his dad dying when he was thirteen, I thought it was a lie. 
at that point. Like I thought he was kind of bullshitting everyone. I don't know, but he tells the story about, if you believe it, trying to kill himself at that young age and the fan breaks and falls and they start laughing. And then he's like, my dad didn't even notice it stayed there for a year and a half. The fan just stayed on the floor. You're fucking um, sad, dude. And and then it yeah, there's a converse, there's a line in that conversation where he's like, yeah, they say I'm going to lose my hearing because that's a huge plot point throughout the movie, too, is he has tinnitus and he's going to lose his hearing because he keeps hearing the buzz. And the guy who runs it, who's who he's having this conversation with, has uh, hearing aids in. Right. And his brother wants him to get hearing aids. And now that scene where his brother is trying to get him to have implanted hearing aids makes so much more sense. Me knowing that it's his brother and not just the manager. But anyways, um, but I like that what the guy was like, um, he's like, you know, you know how that is with the with the hearing aids. And he's like, what do you have? He's like, I have what you have. He's like, but what do you what do you have? <laughs> right. Um it kind of reminds me a little bit of Sound of Metal because that like that movie basically takes that one issue of like a uh, uh, musical artist like don't losing ruin their Sound hearing. of Metal for me. I haven't seen it. I'm not going to ruin it for you. The entire plot of the movie is the guy losing his hearing. He's a musician, and him having to deal with that. Okay. So it's just this part of that movie, but just like blown out. It's very good. You should watch it, or just wait two years and we'll do it. Um, so then Ali shows up to rehab. And she's like, you know, are you going to come back home? And he's like, why would you say that? And I was like, yeah, Allie, why the fuck would you say that? And she was like, basically like, well, you were drunk the whole time. I don't know if you'd like me when I was sober. And I was like, that makes no sense, Lady Gaga. That makes no, no sense. I, I get it. It makes a little bit of sense because if she thought that he was drunk the entirety of their relationship, then he might not like her when he's sober. But th- like he said, he's like, I wasn't drunk the entire the entirety of our relationship. You know, we had good moments where I was yeah. sober, which I don't know. I don't know. He seemed pretty drunk the entirety of the relationship. Well, I mean, I mean, the, when you're an morning, alcohol, yeah, in the, in the morning when he woke up, you know, there was hours. <laughs> um, she shows him the love song that she found, and he's like, "I thought maybe you'd find it when you." He says, "When you came back to you," um, basically saying like you're not yourself right now. So it's another like very subtle like plot point you know, dealing with that part of it. Yeah. And she just kind of eye rolls and then says, well, I found it. Um, <laughs> and she, like I said, the fact that she changes her hair in that last performance, I think is a little bit addressing that she did kind of come back to what Jackson thought she should be. What, what you're kind of led to believe is, is the true her. Um, but the movie doesn't like overly like dramatize that part of it. Everything that happens at this point after he comes back home from rehab no, I, I should say this because him playing with the dog is super sweet. And so let me just say this. Everything that happens after him playing with the dog is horrible. I hate the rest of this movie. And it's like it's only like 15 minutes left of the movie at this point. Well, one thing before he leaves rehab is he you know, tells her he's sorry. And he's like, I'm embarrassed. I embarrass you. And he's like crying. And she's like, it's not your fault. It's a disease. And then there's a wide shot and there's just another woman sitting there. And I was like, she's just been here this whole time. Like, oh, fuck, don't. Should I walk away? What do I do? Do I draw attention to myself? I like how his biggest worry is not, hey, like, do you hate me? And and like, he's like, he's like, your dad hates me. And she's like, she's like my, my dad, dad loves, loves you. Which is not true. It's not true. <laughs> and I think it's something that every <laughs> every husband or wife has said to their spouse um, about their 
their parent, their father-in-law. Taylor told you that? Yeah, maybe. Actually, her parents do love me, so that's okay. So she wants to take Jack on tour, and the manager's like, that's, you know, there's no way that's going to happen. She's like, well, then just fucking cancel the tour if you can't make it happen. And he kind of runs out. And he's like, I'm going to be like every uh, Twitter user and make him kill himself. Yeah, and apparently the scene where he's telling Jack off about his alcoholism and how he's going to bring her down, that scene's like last 45 seconds. And then also the scene where he walks in the garage until you leave the garage is also 45 seconds, supposing to like parallel those things. Like, I mean, it is is directly that guy's fault. And that guy, knowing that guy, he doesn't he doesn't see it, nor is he. It doesn't. It's not a blip in his day. <laughs> I feel like you have a personal vendetta against this fictional Fuck character. That guy. Um, but you know I, the the scene. Hold on, the scene bef- between those two moments where no, 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 where he's laying on the bed. Uh, Jackson means laying on the bed. She comes yeah. over to him and he's like about the European tour. She's like, "Oh, it's canceled. We're gonna stay here." She tries to play it like it's not his fault, but he knows it's her his fault. Yep. And the look. He can't see her face and she can't see his face. So there's no reason that they're hiding their look, but she is so sad and he is so sad. The minute that he gives the dog the steak, I'm like, he's going to kill himself. Yeah. Well, and before that too, like he even says, Hey, and she stops. He's like, I just want to take a look at you one more time. Cause he's also doing that. Yep. This is also like this scene is juxtaposed like nicely with the first scene where he's like, I'm going to send a car to have you come to the concert. And she this time is like, I'm going to send a car to have you come to the concert, like the <laughs> switch in their positions. Yeah. Um, but before we get to the scene uh, in the garage, there's one scene with his brother driving him home. And he's like, you know, if we had oh, a better, shit. Yeah. better band name, we would have made it. And then. Dude, I'm like, I just choked up about to say this, but he's like, it's you I idolized. It wasn't dad. And then when Sam Elliott, oh. Sam Elliott puts it into reverse and to gun it out of there and turns around, he's already crying. I was like, fuck. The the line, <laughs> the line where he's like, they probably thought we were a fucking father-son duo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, those are never popular. Um, Yeah, man. Yeah, everything leading up to that is just sad, especially if you know how it's going to end. And I had no idea until he he came out, he came back. I guess he went to a bar and got like totally shit faced. No, no, he came outside to leave and he got in his truck and then he grabs a bunch of pills. And I think he starts to take them, but then we see the door open and they the pills fall out. I think he spit them out. And what I think this was supposed to signify is he didn't want her to think that he had relapsed and it had killed him. He wanted it to be like, no, I, you know, I made this choice, but it wasn't because like I lost again or like. I always think it's, you know, obviously it's really sad whenever anyone takes their own life. But why would you do it? Not that I've ever thought of doing it, but I just never could understand why would you do it where your loved ones could find you? Yeah, well, and the other thing, too, is, like, it then pans back, and we see his body through the fucking garage window, and I didn't notice it the first time. And then the You didn't notice time, it the first time? Oh, my God. And then I see it the second time, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, why? And then the I didn't dog? Know. He put the dog outside? 
He left the dog inside. The dog somehow broke outside. Um, no, I think I think he left the dog inside when he thought he was going to take his pills and then die in the truck. But when he went back into the garage, he let the dog out because yeah. the plate, the plate with the steak was also by the dog outside. That scene just goes on for so long when you know it. Like he gets out of the truck with his belt off and you just know at that point. And then we're just on him for so long. And then it just stops on his face as he's just considering it. And it then he focuses, shuts the garage door. It focuses on this thing, on this like what looks like a tool on the toolbox when he's putting his hat down. And now that I think about it, they're just probably auto focusing on that thing to focus on the hat as he puts it down. Mm-hmm. But the tool, I was like, is that a gun? And I was just so like, when did he get a gun? I don't know. I was looking like way into this, like how is he going to kill himself? But I, I, I didn't make the connection that he was going to hang himself. But I guess with the rehab story that he told, this kind of kind of makes sense. And I imagine that that cunt manager didn't send anyone to go look after him. So Lady Gaga probably found him in herself. Oh, no, totally. He he was like he didn't put any effort into going going to get him. Yeah. And then after this, you know, uh, the scene with Bobby and um, her. And like, yeah. Yeah. It was really good. You know, at first I was pissed. This kid was singing a song and all these people, you know, act like they knew him. How could they? But he's like, you know, now I love it because it's at least it wasn't, you know, for nothing. And then the last scene where she sings, you know, she's just it's so it's so it ends that way. And it just ends like on her face. Um, it's just like a really like powerful kind of touching movie. Um, yeah, just I mean, kind of. <laughs> what did you say? You said it's kind of like a real powerful, touching movie, and I'm like, yeah, just kind of, but no, it it really is. It like it. I had to qualify it a little bit. <laughs> well, you know, even if you're if you can't resonate with like, you know, hooking up with a singer in a drag bar and then getting you know super famous afterwards, this movie you know hits you somewhere in the soul. No, I yeah, I agree. I um. But I just think everything about it, the music, the direction, the acting, Lady Gaga is really great in this. Everyone else is really great. Surprisingly great. Dude, this made me even more excited for Joker, uh, the sequel to Joker with Joaquin Phoenix and Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. Well, and it's musical. I I wonder how much of it is musical. It's not going to be like Lady Miz where the whole fucking thing is sung. But do you think Joaquin Phoenix is going to do a Sam Elliott voice for his part of singing? Tell me something good. <laughs> um, so I didn't do a lot of alternate casting. Nicholas Cage almost got the role of um, <laughs> oh of Sam Elliott, Bobby, or Andrew Dice Clay's role of the. Dad. Okay, okay. I was like, you're gonna say Jackson Maine, and I'm not gonna believe you. Well, and Bradley Cooper had to fight to get Lady Gaga that role. Like, had to really like make it happen. And then the last thing is, at some point. This was going to be remade, and the two people that were going to star in it were Jennifer Lopez and Will Smith. And I'm not saying they're incapable of doing this, but Oof. like too if much those, on them. If this, if these two, were, if those two were in it, I feel like it just wouldn't have been done in the same way. They would have tried to make it like I don't know. Which I don't think it would have worked. Yeah, I I don't take. Well, I don't really. Uh, whatever. Okay, it's fine. Um, the you self censored. <laughs> I did. You're I growing. did because because <laughs> it just wouldn't have made sense what I would have said. So it's it's okay. Um, 
yeah. I mean, I really liked it. I I really liked it. I felt like this movie averted, you know. Why don't you just start over, bud? I I really like this film. I it subverted your expectations and when you thought, you know, even if you're not a big fan of music and you're not like a big fan, not a big fan of music, but not, not like familiar with music. Do you like music? Um, But if you're not like familiar with the music industry and stuff like that, you could feel like this movie wouldn't speak to you, but I'm not familiar with the music industry, nor do I have any interest in the music industry, but I really felt like I was with this from beginning to end. It was captivating. And I mean, it made me like nothing even dramatic happened in the first 20 minutes. But the fact that you could have me like tearing up in that first 20, it, you know, that says something to the movie. I mean, it was the type of movie where like, I like, you know, a lot of movies now you'll like look at your phone for something. There were like, for the first 45 minutes, like I didn't even pick it up. And then like, if I picked it up to look at something, I would like be staring at the movie and just like, you know, put it back down. Like it kind of had my total focus and like I was able to rewatch it very quickly because it's just, it is like a very compelling movie. So like, I don't know. I'm glad I chose to make us do this. I think I made a great choice. So (laughs) you did, you did. And you know, everyone has dreams. I think for anyone who has dreams, this, this movie speaks to you about, about your dreams. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of I Finally Watched. This is David. And this is Alon. And we finally watched A Star is Born. A Star is Born. something girl i'm shallow shallow